for tuning in to the Remodel Church Podcast. We hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. How y'all doing? Ask one more time. How y'all doing? You know, this reminds me a lot of Fort Smith, Arkansas, the Harvest Time Tabernacle. Y'all know Harvest Time Tabernacle, Fort Smith? Well, it was one of the biggest churches in Fort Smith, about 2,000 members, some, something like that. And uh, we moved from a smaller building where we were all packed in to the great big building. Anybody been to Harvest Time, the new building? Some of you guys have. And when we did, everybody got scattered. You know, the people that used to be close to us, they all moved. And it just seemed different. You know, it just seemed different. I want you to know that's the way I feel. I remember when you guys were in a smaller building back there. Everybody was packed in, and now you're here. This is bigger, and it looks like we need more people. But let me tell you something. This will get better. Say amen. This will get better. You, you guys are in the right place at the right time. There, God is raising up churches just like this all over the United States in smaller communities, not the bigger towns, but smaller communities in Worcester, Arkansas, in Worcester Oklahoma, outside of Porto. There's a church there. There's 500 people out there in the country. And God is raising up churches just like this all over the United States of America. So you are in the right place. Say amen. You may be seated. You know, you know, amen. For me, it's a great, great privilege to be here with Brother EJ. He is, man, I'm telling you, uh, he's talking about going to Mexico. And back when he was like, I didn't realize it's been that far back. But he became a star. They loved him down there. I'm telling you, they thought he hung the moon. It's amazing how much they, 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 they every time I go there, well, when is EJ coming? When is EJ coming? And I'll tell you what, he has done a great, he did a great work then, and he's doing a great work now. I so appreciate Brother EJ, Pastor EJ, because he is, he's not only a good pastor, say amen. When somebody comes and says that about your pastor, whether you believe it or not, you say, yes, amen. That'll make a better preacher out of him. He's a good pastor. Amen. Amen. But he's also a very good pastor in that he has a heart for missions. He's a missionary-minded pastor. And there, there's not that many of them. He's one of them. And I thank God for him because I'm getting, I for one, getting a little older. And I'm getting ready to see about slowing down a little. And uh, so I'm looking for younger guys, you know. That can take over. And then, yeah, how long? We have 35 churches down there that we, I work with. I'm a missionary for them. And um, we're looking for somebody younger that would help us. He's not going to move down there. So, yeah, man. But what we're asking him to do is to consider going uh, once a year as the church allows him to go. As God provides for him, and, uh, and as he sees whether or not that's of God or not, and, 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 and take over what we've been doing down there, and, uh, and work with those people, and, and take people from his church down there, and become partners with him, and, and maybe 50 years from today, you can look back and see what was done in that area of Mexico. That's what we're asking him to do, and he's, he's willing to go try it. I like, I like that. So look, I, just, I don't know if I'm the guy or not, but I'm willing to go, you know, my church allows me to go and God gives me the money when I need to go because it costs a little money. 
<laughs> it does cost a little money to go. If God provides and it's God's will, I'm willing to help those pastors. Those pastors down there, they look forward to that. I'm telling you, you, you know, if, if you've ever, ne- never been to a mission trip, they look, and listen, Yahalong is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we're talking way up there. When someone like him shows up, they think he's the president of Mexico. They do. They think, my God, you know, we, we went to some places up in the mountains. I tell you what, we were so far away that we ate monkey. I don't know, you know if you were with me that time. Not, we ate monkey for supper one day. I mean, we're, we're talking up there. I was not aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when someone like EJ shows up, man, it, it's a big deal to them. It's a, re- a huge. They expect that their faith is up. So I want to thank you for allowing him to go. I know he's going to be a great blessing. And uh, now thank you. He cannot do it without you. Amen. He cannot do it without you. Give yourself a good hand. You guys done a good job doing that. Amen. And uh, I'm trying to go as quick as I can because I know how much time I have. And I tend to be long-winded. And so I'm trying to cut this short. But my wife is with me. Go ahead and stand up. She, she doesn't come very often. Turn around so they can look at you. Pretty soon we've been, we've been married four years. Four years. Uh, I like to say I married her when she was 10, maybe five, but, uh, but we've been married four years now, and um, I tell you, I cannot do what I do without her. She doesn't come very often. She doesn't like to come. She likes to stay home, take care of the house, and take care of the grandkids, but uh, every once in a while, she will come, and she's a great help to me, and so I appreciate you, appreciate, appreciate her coming, amen. I am a missionary, so I, I you know, I, I preach the gospel. I was here last night. Preaching in Spanish. Glory to God. I'm here now trying to preach in English. Now, I, I, you know, I moved here in 1969. I was uh, 13 years old, so I'm, I'm 63 now in Fort Smith, Arkansas. So I can say over yonder, you know, what you might call it, you know, that kind of stuff like that. Amen. So, amen. I hope, I hope to be a blessing. Let's go ahead and go forward. We got a little PowerPoint. I want to show you what we're doing in missions. I work in Mexico, uh, Guatemala, Honduras, and Belize. And I've uh, been to Kenya. I hope to go back one day, but I don't know if I'm going to get to go back. And been to other countries, but Kenya was really something. How do I get this thing going? I should be able to? Well, no. This, all this does just moves it backwards and forward. So if you can just Hit start, we're good to go. Nope. There we go. Let's just go ahead and move forward here. All right. What I want to talk is real quick, and we're just going to take a few minutes and talk about the projects. We, we preach the gospel. We work with pastors, you know, and do pastors and leaders seminars. We take someone like EJ, and we let him preach. And EJ, the reason why you went when you were 21 years old is because I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that God had called you, and that you had a word for those people. It was an amazing trip. Um, every place he preached, the people would say, man, that's exactly what we needed to hear. Uh, it was something, you remember that? That, that? that was really a blessing. It really was. But we build a lot of churches right now. These are churches that we're building, and some of them, they're already done. But I want to show you that quickly. And then I want to talk to you about uh, a person in, in this uh, PowerPoint. It's a pastor, because I believe that you and I, this is one thing that I've learned about missions is that you and I can become the answer to somebody else's prayer. That somebody's praying, crying out to God for, for help. 
And God will use you and I to become the answer to that man's or woman's prayer. And then he will write that to your account. <laughs> it's an amazing thing, really. He will provide you with whatever you need to help him. And then he will write that down to your account. And when you get to heaven, you'll be able to see a lot of things that God allowed you to do. And you did for him. But it's a wonderful thing. You can become the answer to somebody else's prayer. And we're going to look, look, see that in a little bit. This is in Yahalong. Actually, not Yahalong. It's in that area. And uh, these are sectile Indians. You can see their dresses there. And uh, we just got to finish and building that church right there for them. It's up in the mountains. It's a big deal when you have a church in a community. People will get married there. People will... Um, we'll hear the gospel. People will get saved. Amen. Get into eternity. Have a relationship with God. People there will have their final, have their funerals there. Many things will happen in this building in years to come. And so churches like you have helped us to build those. We build a lot of them every year. Here's another one. Quickly, this is in uh, Barcenas, Guatemala. And we're almost done there. We've got to put some doors and windows there. And we've got to put the roof on it. And uh, here's another one. This is all going on right now as I'm talking to you. This is also in San Andres. It's up in the mountains. And you can see the older church back there. And this is the new one. And we need to put a roof on that. Say amen. amen. Here's another one. This is in Suyapa, Honduras. That's where we were at. Got that built. We got the cement blocks. Now you can see back there, they're beginning to put them up. Still need to do it there. But that's their first service up in the mountain. We're talking a mountain town. Of course, they need, a, they need to put a floor down. But we're still building that. And it's a process, little by little. It's your giving that makes that happen. Now, you might not ever see these people. But one day when you get to heaven, when you get to heaven, people like her, him, these people, if they make heaven like you're going to make heaven, you'll have something coming. I believe that with all of my heart. Whatever you did for the, by the cement blocks, put this church together where people got saved, and their lives got transformed, they got touched by God because you were willing to give. Amen? Here's another one. We're going to bypass this one here. I talked about that one last night. This is the one I want to talk about real quick. This brother here, his name is Carlos. This is his wife. That's a little baby. This is members of the church. Right there you see a, a refrigerator and a stove, and we bought more than that. Here's the story. Brother Carlos, he's one of 12 in Guatemala. One of 12. By the time he was 13 years old, he was already an alcoholic. His father was an alcoholic. They were starving. His father used all the money for drinking and his drug habit and whatever. By the time he's 13 years old, he's out on the streets. He's in violence and gangs, stealing, assaulting people. He stayed on the streets until he was 28 years old, 15 years in the streets. He realizes that he was dying. He was going to die. He wants to change, but he doesn't have the power. He's in bondage to drugs and alcohol and demonic forces. And he can't change. He even thought he wants to. Someone invites him to church. Hallelujah. Thank God for the church. We're the answer to the world. Somebody invites him to church. And he comes to church. And he hears the gospel the first time. And he comes running to the altar. 
And God saves him and transforms him totally. He gets married and he realizes that he has a heart for young kids just like he was. And he wants to do something for them, but he doesn't really have a whole lot. So he starts out with this right here. That's his building. Little boys like that, giving him some, something to eat. A banana, apple, uh, tortilla, um, some beans, anything to get the kids to come in. Because he realized if somebody does not do something, these kids are going to have a horrible life just like I did. And I want to keep them from them. But he doesn't have nothing. So we go to Guatemala two years ago with the Worcester Cowboy Church. And a group of guys and girls wanted to go. We'll end up showing up here. And we decided, you know, this is of God. They've been praying, asking God to help them, to provide for those kids and help them. Because they don't have anything there. We show up and God uses us to be the answer to somebody else's prayers. We show up, we see this. We raise up some money, so we built this. That's a whole lot better. Yeah. Say amen. amen. Here's the kids right here. From there, we got somebody to help them monthly. We bought a refrigerator right there. We bought all kinds of stuff. No wonder the boy is smiling. <laughs> Why? Because God used people in Oklahoma. Who in the world would have thought that God would use anybody from Oklahoma? Just kidding. God used people, Okies from Oklahoma, Wester, Pardo, you know, country folks just like us to become the answer to somebody else's prayer. And today we got a bunch of little kids that are not going to have to go through the pain and the suffering that this man went through until he was 28 years old because somebody was willing to believe in him and to give. That's what missions is all about. Amen. Give God a good hand. That's what it's all about. This little boy, I don't know who he is, but the Bible says this, John the Baptist, when he was dedicated, who shall this boy be? Who are they going to be? Are we going to see him at 12 years old in gangs like he was? Or are we going to see a 12-year-old that is seeking after God, saved on his way to heaven, Finding his destiny. All of that happens because God is willing to use you to be the answer to somebody else's prayer. Say amen. Glory to God. You've got a good hand. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this has impacted you and you would like to help us to continue to reach others, please text GIVE to the number in the description. For more information about us, and our ministry, go to theremodelchurch.com.